What's going on, Headliner Nation? It's just a quick reminder, if you dig the podcast, please take two seconds out of your day to leave us a five-star review. It helps us grow the show to a wider audience so we can continue to bring the football knowledge to the masses. We truly appreciate all the support. Thank you so much for your loyalty. I'm a Here we go! What's up, y'all? I am Chris Chows. Welcome back to the show! I probably just blew Chris's earbuds out, but hey, we're back, baby! What's going on? Welcome back to the show. It is a good uh, day, but we are two days late, typically, for when we drop this pod. We had some scheduling issues, but we weren't going to leave y'all hanging for the week. we got some good stuff to talk about, Chris. We do, um, and to be fair, uh, my eardrums were blown out like after episode one. <laughs> so right now, I pretty much just like read your lips, so then I have an idea of what we're actually talking about. So I can't actually hear a word you're saying. I'm just reading lips and hoping that I'm deciphering what's coming out of them. Uh, we did have some scheduling, <laughs> some scheduling issues. Uh, you had some unexpected weather at home, mm. where you were kind of just like stranded. So we can't yeah. really do a show if we don't have the host. So yeah, no, it was good. You know, we decided to take a couple couple of day break to make sure that everything was was good and we were ready. But we are back because I mean, yes, it's great to listen to us on a Wednesday, but even better to listen to us on a Friday because right? it's the weekend. It's the weekend, baby, and we're gonna get y'all kicked off on the right note. And we got a lot of good stuff. You know, I was thinking, you know, the NFL draft is coming up. We we're just like, what? Today's Thursday. We're recording today on Thursday. But I mean, week away, baby. one week, baby. You guys get ready for this, man. All the scouting reports we've done so far on Headliner U. Definitely go check that out. It's not just for, you know, your favorite NFL team, but for fantasy football purposes. I'm telling y'all, you're going to love what you see. But we got a we got a news story that broke yesterday. And I mean, it's been around for a little while. The uncertainty of Mr. Debo, Debo Samuel. And now he's uh, formally apparently requested a trade from the Bay Area. And I mean, can you blame the guy? Because I don't there's so many dynamics here that are going on. I mean, when the fans, I saw the fans were just going relentless on this man. And it, listen, guys, okay, we all love football, but do not be trashing a player in his DMs and on his Twitters and IGs. Like, don't do that shit, man. Like, you know, these guys are human beings. You know, they play a game. Yes, they're paid very well. But if they're on your favorite team, man, why are you doing that? That's another reason I think he's probably like, hey, deuces, San Francisco. Well, yeah, I mean, that's that's the thing is like, you know, all these so-called fans, Hmm. you know, the second a player wants to leave their team, it's like, okay, well, you know what? Maybe he's not the problem. Maybe your team is a problem. Like, look at your own team. You know, I mean, when when Tom Brady left the New England Patriots, like, was I upset? Absolutely. Do I still love Tom Brady? Absolutely. Am I still a Patriots fan? Absolutely. Like you can have both. It's not always one or the other. Yeah, I, I I never could understand that. I mean, it was going to like death threats and slurs going on his IG that's, and Twitter. That's like, insane. you guys, man, whoever those people are, like, give your head a shake because we don't tolerate that shit over here, man. I'm telling y'all. But Debo, man, he's making a lot of waves. And, and apparently, mm-hmm. you know, he's saying, 
I don't want to be a running back slash uh, wide receiver. And it's funny that he brings this up now because remember at the end of the season or while they were doing it last season, you know, Debo was comfortable and they asked him, you know, what, what position are you? And he even said, he's like, you know, I I'm, I'm dual threat. I can do both or whatever. I'm a, I'm a wide, I'm a wide back is kind of what he said. Yeah. Right. So, I mean, now he, he understands because he wants the bag. He wants his bag of tricks of money and, and he does, he's not going to get paid, uh, to wide receiver one levels when you're doing running back shit. So I completely understand that he's now, you know, kind of changing the narrative a little bit. But I mean, if you're San Francisco, how do you entertain trading away Debo? I mean, what's the price tag that's going to get Debo off your roster? It's got to be at least one first with change. Yeah, I'm thinking it's going to I'm thinking it's going to cost them. I would say a couple of firsts, you know, probably, you know, this year's pick this year's pick next year's pick, or if you have a couple of firsts, you know, this year, that would definitely get it done. Maybe a first and a second, but I think, I think realistically at 26 years old, you know, for one of the better receivers in the league, you're looking at two first round picks. See, and that shocks me that you say that because Devante only what he got a first and a second. Did he not? So, I mean, I'm trying to figure out the De- value. Devante is also, I, I'm, I'm basing this mostly off of age and how sure. many more years they can get out of this guy. Devante's got like three years on, on Debo. So that's why I think that he wouldn't, I think if, if Devante was 26, easily two first round picks. Okay. Fair enough. And I mean, I, I'm not going to argue that because we know I just struggle with the value for Debo, even though let's just say for argument's sake today, he says, I'm no longer doing running back plays. Fine. You're not going to do them. Right. Is he truly a wide receiver one in an offense? I mean, yes, he did. Uh, he was able to do it with Jimmy G for the majority of the time coming from the slot, you know, doing the trick plays, whatever. What was his stat line? 1,400 yards or whatever it was receiving. Yeah, yeah. Receiving so, I mean, alone. Right. So, I mean, the stat line is very good, and I'm not going to say it's not. I'm not going to sit here and say that, you know, he isn't a wide receiver one. I just question Paying Debo $25 million a year, I don't know if I can stomach it, man. I mean, I probably wouldn't, to be honest with you. Right. I mean, he pretty much wants right in between, you know, just under what Devontae Adams is getting. And he's not Devontae Adams. Like, now, granted, if they didn't use Debo as, you know, in these running situations that they did, like pretty much from week 10 on is when they really started using him, you know, as a running back, getting at least five, six carries a game. Now in those five, six carries, he was getting, you know, around 40 yards per game. And he also had eight rushing touchdowns, seven of the, seven of them since week 10. Mm. I almost seem to think though, he still would have gotten that those touchdowns are close to that touchdown number. If they had just kept using him as a receiver in the red zone. Yeah. It's hard to argue. I'm, I'm trying to like, you know, digest it all. And, I like Debo. Okay. I always did like Debo. I never thought he was going to turn into what he did this past season, you know, being basically the entire offense, but I mean, he's shown it. Okay. And I get it. You got to pay playmakers, right? But I mean, Mm -hmm. you're not going to have him as your prototypical. So then your offense is going to have to morph around his skill set. And then that's what you're not wanting to pay for. When you got a Devonte Adams, you know you could put him outside, best on best, and you're gonna be able mm-hmm. to get everything out of him. D Hop, same reason. I mean, yeah, he got uh, Houston got fleeced on that deal, obviously. But I mean, D Hop is the is a is a perfect example of a guy who is quarterback proof. Goes to any team with any quarterback he's gonna produce. Can Debo be that guy? Because if you're giving up whatever multi picks or just even a first round, or let's just say for argument's sake, 
and you're going to pay him that bag of 25 plus. I want him to be a prototypical number one, man. And I don't know if you can really rely on that with Debo, especially with majority of his time coming from the slot. No, I think that's, I think it's, that's fair. I mean, you know, looking, looking at guys that, you know, played a lot of the slot and you look at guys like Chris Godwin, even Juju Smith-Schuster, you know, are those guys, you know, legit wide receiver ones for me personally? No, they aren't that alpha number one that you can really kind of line up anywhere. They play a lot better in a certain position on the football field. And it's tough to, like you said, it's tough to say, yeah, you deserve $25 million, $30 million, you know, for not being as versatile as, you know, you probably could be. Now, Debo is versatile because he can line up behind the quarterback or he can line up in the slot, however you want to do it. Mm -hmm. But he doesn't want to do that. He wants to literally just be a wide receiver. So you have to think, okay, well, now it limits your versatility to and, and your worth to our team. It's true. And I mean, okay, he's going up against lesser coverage likely in the slot anyway. And I'm trying to think about a guy who was primarily a slot weapon in the NFL that did extreme damage and, and was worthy of that pay. And Victor Cruz came to mind. Do you remember how dominant Victor Cruz was? And he was primarily a slot guy. He did rotate outside from time right. to time. And I'm not saying Debo wouldn't be able to man up against somebody on the outside. It's just how successful would he be going on the outside, doing all the route tree that you require from him outside of maybe the bubble screens from lining up on the X or whatever he's doing. But I mean, Victor Cruz was like the outlier of that. Maybe even lesser extent, you know, the golden Tates of the world who would, you know, be the trusted commodity when you needed him. But was Golden Tate ever a trusted wide receiver one? Was Victor Cruz? Yes, he was. I mean, but again, he's the outlier. And that was how that offense ran in New York, where Eli definitely trusted Victor Cruz a lot more than he did, say, someone like Mario Manningham and company who are playing the outside. And for Cruz, it was only, you know, I mean, he had two, three years of really, really solid production. Right. You know, and it kind of, I mean, he had a short NFL career to begin with. But if you're thinking of like sought receivers that really were putting up you know, not necessarily, you know, all pro, you know, kind of numbers. Um, but I mean, you look at the Patriots. I mean, they were just all they do was slot receivers. You had Wes Welker. You had Julian Edelman. I mean, guys that just lived in the slot and produced, you know, day after day. And when did they get taken over the top is when you brought an alpha like Randy Moss to the freaking team. So are you right? even, even something like like Gronk, you know, a tight end or Gronk. pretty much was their receiver number one receiver. Right. And I mean, those are the arguments that I'm always going to make for a slot guy who is versatile like this. And I mean, everyone, the conversation has gone back and forth. Who's going to be the next Debo in the league? Who how the league loves the copycat stuff, man? Excuse me, but they, they love the copycat stuff where they're going to try to replicate everything you're doing. We've seen, you know, everyone copy the Patrick Mahomes, Kansas City Chiefs little, you know, jet sweep motion with the toss uh, uh, going forward. So it counts as a pass and it's the easiest touchdown pass quarterbacks ever make these days. But I mean, that's going to change as well, because, you know, defensive coordinators are in, uh, intelligent people, man, and they're going to understand how to stop this eventually. So I don't know, man. The Debo thing is very interesting. The 49ers have said they are not going to entertain trading Debo, but what's the what's the difference? You're going to make him play on uh, on his rookie uh, deal. And Le'Veon Bell came out to say, hey, man, if he sits out this year, he's starting to be like Lev, where Lev wanted his bag and, and he didn't get it. And Lev was even saying, hey, I would have played wide receiver if they asked me to. 
Yeah, I, I saw that uh, mm. that comment by Le'Veon Bell saying, you know, the team will go out and blame blame Debo. Yeah, or yeah. They'll yeah. trade him and say that a backup can, you know, do the same thing. Right. But yeah, this is the last. This is the last year of Debo's contract. I mean, he is a free agent after this year, and he is some team is going to pay him if he doesn't get traded. He's going to get paid regardless next season. Does he play for the 49ers this year? Yes. Yes, he does. Mm, interesting. If he doesn't get traded. Interesting. Interesting stuff. I don't I don't foresee him sitting out either. But then could we see a situation where he dogs it a little bit like A-Rob did in Chicago under the franchise tag? Right. So I don't know this this Debo thing, man. I get it, buddy. You deserve your bag of money. You played extremely well this last season. You basically were the offense for the 49ers. Where would he go, Chris? I mean, this is what I'm thinking. Kansas City said they're out. The Jets are in yep. on this if he's if he's in. What other team did I see? I mean, I, I just saw earlier today that Kansas City was, you know, kind of out. Mm-hmm. Of course, the Jets are in, you know, because they're in on just about anyone Everybody. that they can probably get at wide receiver. <laughs> right. Um, I mean, I think, I mean, teams that really could could use, you know, someone like him, Philly, you know, mm. especially if, with that, with, you know, since Jalen Rager hasn't really worked out. Philly is an option that could work out very well. Green Bay is a great option, I think, is for them. Um, hell, the Colts, you know, well, I Colts mean, there would be nice. There are so many teams that could use a talent like him. Um, hell, the Arizona Cardinals could Ooh. absolutely use him. Ooh, look at you talking Arizona Cardinals. But I mean, Debo, we'll, we'll see. We'll see where it goes. It's getting interesting. The draft is coming and a lot of crazy shit happens during the draft week. And we know this, any any player could get traded at any moment, even in the draft. So it's not done just quite yet, I don't think. I think there's going to be a lot of fireworks before we're said and done with this. I know. And the issue with this year's draft class is there's so much potential for these rookie incoming rookie wide receivers. But there's also so many question marks because a lot of these players have such an injury history, mm. especially with ACLs. Mm. You know, you're really just betting on the whole on the hope that they have kind of gotten over that injury hump. See, and it's a great point you're saying, because even with Green Bay, for example, I had a, a conversation earlier today with a buddy of mine, and he said, you know, I think if Green Bay uh, or how did he put it? He said Green Bay should be in on the Debo sweepstakes because they got that extra pick in the first round. Use one of those and then draft someone else. And then I said, well, you know, the only, I don't hate him in Green Bay. Let me just uh, caveat that right away. The only thing I'm saying, if I'm Green Bay, why would you trade Devonte then if you're going to go after Debo was my argument, because even essentially if Debo's getting arguments, say again, four million, five million dollars less a, a year than Adams did. It's a it's a it's a notable downgrade when it comes to your wide receiver one. Yeah. So so you're trading away a pick that you traded for or tr- traded to get for Devonte to bring in Debo, pay him basically the same money. Yes, the years are are, are less on age. But I mean, what are you really going to do in that offense uh, with a slot weapon? Because you you still don't have an outside guy. So you're going to have to draft a wide receiver or bring somebody in unless Sammy Watkins by some miracle gets, uh, you know, 17 games in and, you know, 850 yards or whatever. And that was kind of the argument that I had when people were saying, you know, and I even made the comment. I was like, you know, Kansas City could definitely make a move for him. You know, like, does it really make sense, though? Because, you know, with Kansas City, you still have. Travis Kelsey, you know, mm-hmm. you went ahead, you, you signed Juju Smith-Schuster. You can still draft, you know, a a wide receiver with one of your two first round picks if you wanted to. Um, I just feel like these teams have so many other needs. Green Bay is a team I could see them doing it. The money doesn't make sense, though. So otherwise, you would have just re-signed Devontae Adams. Right. You know, but a team like Kansas City, 
you have so many other needs than offense right now. Like you need to adjust the address the defense before you start thinking, oh, I need to go get myself a $25 million receiver. And then the same token, same argument goes to the fact that why'd you trade Tyreek if you were going to pay Tyreek and not, and you're going to go pay Debo. So, right. I don't know. I just think that's a lot of smoke screen, but I, I, I could see a team ponying it up. Indy doesn't have any first round picks at this point. So, I mean, no. it's going to be interesting, but another player making headlines once again is Kyler Murray, the Arizona Cardinals quarterback. And uh, right now, Ian Rapa, Ian Rap Sheet, he, uh, what did he say? He said, Arizona Cardinals QB may be traded. And the GM, Steve Clem, or Kem, said during the pre-draft press conference, zero chance. And then Kyler kind of refuted that and also said, 100%, I want to play in Arizona. So you got to think, man, um, without any contract negotiation in their department as well going on, you got to think Kyler's staying because, I mean, uh, Kime would be really stupid um, to trade his franchise away at this point. Yeah, I mean, they already made a mistake with Josh Rosen, like, mm-hmm. you know, with the whole draft to begin with. You're not going to waste another really high, you know, number one draft pick on a quarterback just to trade him away, especially when it's somebody as talented as Kyler Murray, you know, he's not going anywhere. You know, he is going to, he's going to get his extension. He's going to get paid. He said, went on Twitter and said he wants to win Super Bowls with the Arizona Cardinals. Mm. So at this point, I'm just, I'm under the belief that he's staying. Um, And now it's just up to number one, he has to start playing better, but also they need to start calling better plays for him. They need to start surrounding him with, with the talent. They went out and they got him Deandre Hopkins, which is phenomenal. Mm -hmm. You know, um, Rondell Moore hasn't really worked out well. I also just don't think they're using him properly, but I think they just need to, they really need to just set this guy up for success and build around him, protect him and let him be your franchise quarterback. Yeah. That's a cliff Kingsbury thing in my opinion, because I I'm, I'm starting to get a little bit edgy man because I'm a cliff supporter and he's making me look bad. Um, we're Rondale Moore, man. It's the first year in the league and I'm going to give him the three year window because we do that with developmental wide receivers, but I'm of the opinion like you, where I am not satisfied. I am not happy with how Kingsbury is utilizing this offense, especially in the latter part. Like they, they were tearing off wins the entire season. You get to the most important times and you guys start putting up, you know, vanilla play and offense. Like you didn't even practice the week. And I, I, I still am confused with that playoff game they had against the Rams where Kyler was just like, what he was like smoking weed the night before is what it looked like. And he, you know, maybe he was smoking weed in the, in the locker room and he just confused. But I mean, I don't I don't know if he does that. Don't don't think that I know anything insider, but I'm saying, you know, it, it just looked bad. And and I, I got to put a right. lot of blame on the head coach right now. And for me, as much as I do believe that he is a offensive prodigy slash, you know, potential genius in the making on the offensive mm-hmm. side, that seat is getting warm and I'm starting to get a little bit weary of, uh, you know, throwing his name out in support. Well, I mean, it, it's, yeah, if you don't start making a run in the playoffs, you know, if you, you know, either A, aren't making the playoffs or you're just a one and done team, kind of like the Cleveland Browns that were, I mean, yeah, you're not going to have a job much longer. I don't care how much of a offensive guru you say you are or people yeah. say you are. Yeah, people say you are because I'm I'm not saying it anymore. I'm just going to say right now that. I like him. I still like him, but you know, he's got to prove me something, but you know, we did get a signing or two here this past week, Chris, since the show has been off Sammy Watkins. We got to talk about Sammy. Please do not roll your eyes. Like you did the last time when I brought up Mr. Sammy Watkins, because Hey, injuries have been his foe. It hasn't necessarily been the talent. We know Sammy can ball. 
at least I believe he still can ball. But hey, he's with it. He's with Aaron Rodgers. Let's let's just put it that way. OK, and now he's finally got a quarterback who can consistently get him the ball. OK, Patrick Mahomes did, too. And look, he performed pretty well. He won a Super Bowl. But now he's got Aaron Rodgers as well. I really, truly believe health aside, if, if we remove health from the argument and we say Sammy plays 15 games, it is not inconceivable for me to believe it's 850 to 950 and seven to eight touchdowns. No, I, I completely agree. But I also don't see him playing <laughs> 15 games. Let I mean, hell, I don't see him playing. 10 games, let alone 15. Wow. Yeah. Wow. Just still doing him dirty. He hurt you that bad, huh? Dude, I'm telling you, like his his foot has got to be like made out of paper mache or something. Maybe, maybe you know, it's true. like maybe a Ritz cracker. Sure. <laughs> yeah. It's Dude. just it's crumbly. It's brittle. I'm it falls sorry, apart Sam. at any given moment. <laughs> I'm sorry, Sammy. I mean, this is what happens when you don't perform and you were the trade up for the Buffalo Bills. And I'm still trying to talk you up, man, like an idiot. Because you know you kind of crippled me how many times, and we talked. I, I love, I love the talent. I love, sure, love, love always the talent. Did. Yeah. Um, I just don't like the fact that his body's built out of straw, and all it takes is a big bad wolf just, just, just puff and puff and blow it all down. Now the analogies just keep coming, like and you know, have another beer, sir, because the analogies are coming out beautifully tonight. But speaking of another former Buffalo Bill and a New England Patriot, Stephon Gilmore goes and signs with the New Indianapolis Colts. Mm. And I'm I'm confused, man. <laughs> Help me straighten this out mentally, because are we to believe in the AFC where it is so ridiculously loaded and stacked that yep. Stefan Gilmore would truly believe the Indianapolis Colts led by a Matt Ryan, who under a lot of uh, scrutiny and, and, you know, the upper management from other teams have been under the opinion to suggest that Matt Ryan has seen better days and is likely on the decline. Why would he do this outside of getting paid? So then that tells me his market wasn't as vast as what was led to believe in media and social media, especially because he got what 20 to $23 million with incentives for two years. I mean, Really, yeah. why why wouldn't you come back home to Buffalo or go to a team in the AFC West that you could help out, aka the Kansas City Chiefs, for example, where you know they could desperately require your services? I was just gonna say the Chiefs need help in the secondary. They've got themselves about 13 million in available cap space. Mm. Right now, Gilmore's contract is only taking up seven million dollars in cap space this year. Um I mean, go to a team that you actually think is going to be able to compete for a Super Bowl. Um, the Bengals have the cap space. Bengals. The Chiefs have the cap space. The Chargers mm. have the cap space. Like all these teams in the AFC, you know, who are all going to be vying. The Broncos have the cap space. Like so many AFC teams that you could have picked from that I'm sure would have been ecstatic to have your services, even if they were like, you know what? Hey, you're only going to get five million this year instead of seven. Mm -hmm. Like. Do you, do you just do you not want to win a Super Bowl? I, I know you already I know you have a ring with the Patriots, but do you not just like want to win more? And I don't think he does. And that was when the exit happened when he left Buffalo. It was it was you could tell it was like some selfishness in him. And the only reason he went to New England because he knew he was going to win and get paid. It was a double threat. And, and now it's just, okay, I get it, man. I'm never going to dog a player for wanting to get his bag, okay? That's not what I'm doing here. I'm just confused. 
I'm, I'm super confused and why choose the Colts at this point in their tenure? Because next year, they're likely going to have another quarterback if they don't draft one in this draft. Um, <laughs> this is just how Indy's going. They're trying the makeshift approach where they can try to be competitive. And in the division, they're going to be. I think that they could definitely compete with the Titans. I think that they could potentially be a division contender. But outside of that division, you're not going anywhere, man. You know what I think what this might be? He's sorry. So he's what, 32, 33 years old. Mm-hmm. All right. He's got his ring. He's gotten good money throughout his career. I think he might just be at the point now where he was, you know, maybe this isn't the last contract of his career, but he's just like, you know what? I want to make as much money as I can until I decide to hang him up because I have nothing left to prove. I've got my ring. I've got money. I just want to be more financially secure and I'm going to go to whatever team gives me. The, the biggest bag right now. Fair enough. And if that's the case, I will never argue because, hey, teach their own. You got to take care of your fam. And I completely get it. But you know what, Chris? What? The, NFL, the NFL draft is coming. We know this. I just said this at the top of the show. And I thought, you know, what better opportunity than to us to dissect some mock drafts and not our own, but let's dissect some of the quote unquote pros, even though we're pros. And I wanted Damn to right. see. You know what I'm saying? Give us some damn respect, man. We are pros in this house. But Chris had a great idea. And I'll I'll give kudos where it's due because, you know, Chris has good ideas, you know, from time to time. And he definitely had his moment here, man. He's like, I'm going to consensusize. I think I just invented a word. That's a new word. Consensusize, man. See, perfect. See, my, my head is starting to work now, man. That beer is starting to, you know, morph into some intellect. I love it. But he decided to consensusize. Four different individuals mock drafts. Five. 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 Uh, See, I'm wrong even there, man. Shit. But hey, five people's mock drafts. He made it a consensus pick on where these individuals were falling based on those five mock drafts so that we could sit here and chop it up for you guys since you know what? We got the time to do it. So let's do it. I'm excited. And I I do want to just let everyone, you know, listening know that the the, these five mocks came from um three to four like super popular sites you know everywhere from nfl.com to espn like from from draft analysts that have been doing this for a long time and the way that i did it was pretty much you know whichever player was mentioned in a certain spot the most by these guys Mm. that's where i plugged them into this mock draft and if there wasn't if it was kind of a tie then I just pretty much based it off of what the team need was and who the best player available at that position was and plugged them in there. So that's kind of where we where we got this these top 32 players from. I love it because it's a great way to actually because, you know, everyone's got their opinions. I've put out, yep. you know, three mocks already on Headliner. You my final is going to be coming out next week. So stay tuned for that. But let's dive into this one because this is fabulous, man. Obviously, Jacksonville, number one, first pick, Aiden Hutchinson is the consensus. And me and you are still of the same belief, man, that Aiden is is and should be the top pick in this draft. Agreed. I mean, yeah, Jacksonville could go with, you know, a couple different edge rushers, Trayvon Walker, uh, Kayvon Thibodeau, but Aiden Hutchinson is the most pro-ready, in my opinion, most overall well-rounded edge rusher in this year's class Mm. and you put him opposite of josh allen that is a great one-two punch on a young team the defense that you're going to need to really limit points to help out your now second year franchise quarterback in trevor lawrence 100 and i'm always of the opinion if i am a gm i should be a gm just throwing it out there but hey 
you know, <laughs> if I'm a GM, I'm building in the trenches first when my roster is at the weakest point outside of saying you get lucky and you get a, a Trevor Lawrence to fall in your lap, then obviously you're going to do that first. But you got to build in those trenches, man. The O-line and D-line need to be number one priority, and then you start building out. I love Aiden to Jacksonville. I think him and Josh Allen are going to be absolute terrors on the field, and it's just great. The Detroit Lions at number two. Yeah, the consensus pick was a little interesting, man. It's Walker mm. time. Trade yep. down Walker to the Detroit Lions. I don't hate it because... He's like we said, you know, he's picking up a lot of steam. He could legit be, you know, we're even saying and the top pick to Jacksonville. We could see it happen. And it's interesting because out of the five mocks that I looked at, three of them had uh, had Hutchinson to Jacksonville. The other two had Walker to Jacksonville. So they the, the five people were pretty much split between, you know, whether Hutchinson was going number one, Hutchinson was going one or Walker was going number one. It was right. it was really interesting to see because up until just a couple of weeks ago, we didn't really see Walker in that number two spot. We saw him much farther down in the mm -hmm. first round. And you know what? It lifted his pro day, man. His pro day yeah. kicked up, kicked up all the noise and everyone's a believer. And I am, too. I think that he is legit. But, you know, when you're talking Walker and Hutch, I mean, you got it, in my opinion. I think it's still Hutch this year. I think in any other year, maybe Walker mm -hmm. would fall down, but I got to say Hutch, man. Houston at number three, we got Evan Neal. And again, trench building. I think it is the appropriate pick as well. He is that, you know, it's crazy when you see his body mass. He's like, what, six seven three sixty eight or whatever he is, but he looks like he's 250, man. He's for an offensive tackle, he is jacked. Jacked, like, man. Like, looks like a linebacker playing a left tackle. It's insane. It's insane. And I, I love it to Houston. I think that, you know what? If Davis Mills isn't your guy, but you yep. want to find out if he is, give him some adequate protection. And then let's just see what the kid can do. And I think Neil is a day one starter as well. The New it's, York. It's interesting. I, Go ahead. Yeah. I, I was just going to say, I think with Houston at number three, because they also have the number 13 pick as well that they got from, from Cleveland right. you know, in the Deshaun Watson trade. I, if I'm Houston, I would even consider trading back, you know, later into the first round and just acquire more picks because the Texans have so many damn needs yeah, man. that they could, they could afford to do that. But if they do stay at number three, I do think that you take the best offensive lineman available. I wouldn't even hate them trading down from number three, to be honest with you. If someone wants something like a QB or a defensive back, which is being, you know, run on these boards right now, because there's five, six studs at defensive back, and then it kind of cools off a little bit. So we're going to see a definite run on defensive yeah. backs in this draft. So if I'm Houston, I would even entertain trading down from number three. But at number four, the New York Jets. And this one hurts, man. Sauce Gardner, my guy. And I mean, I, I was I love this for the Jets, I not don't. for not for the division, but yes. for the Jets. I love it. I know I do, too. For the New York Jets, like I said, Jets fans in how many shows get ready, because if you continue to build properly, you will be smiling very, very soon. But, you know, sauce and buffalo wings just makes the most amount of sense, man. Don't you think? I, come on. The T-shirts would sell like that. It's true. I mean, nobody really likes a dry wing. Everyone wants that wet, right. sloppy, saucy wing. Wet wings, man. See, new place. I'm opening it tomorrow called Wet Wings. <laughs> See how we do on the show? Business ideas just start falling off, man. Number five, we got the New York Giants, and they're going Iquanu, offensive tackle on the consensus. And again, Giants need a lot of help on that O-line still. I, yep. I like it. I think it's the, it's the best pick. 
I agree. Whether it's whether it's Iquanu or Neil, whichever of the two are available, you you grab you grab either guy. You grab either one because they are the best tackles in this draft. We got Carolina at number six, and this one still shocks me a little bit because of the Matt Rule situation that we have been discussing, where he his seat is roasting hot, man. It's like coals on fire is is his mm-hmm. seat right now, and and they got Malik Willis on the consensus going to Carolina and. While I don't hate it because I think it would be a very good fit with with a guy like Matt Rule in his offense, I just don't foresee him undertaking a developmental quarterback in a season where he's trying to save his job. No, no. And it's interesting. Um, looking at the consensus, three of the five or maybe four of the five had Malik Willis here. There was one person who actually had Kenny Pickett at number six, Ooh. which if I'm Carolina and I do want a, a pro ready quarterback and I want to go with somebody like a Sam Howell or Kenny Pickett, I'm not saying at number six, I'm trading back a little bit because I know I can get one of those two guys later on in the first round. hundred percent. And we just did the Kenny film as well. And we had some good things to say. Mm-hmm. It hasn't been released yet. I think in the next couple of days on headliner, you go check that out. But I mean, Willis to the Carolina Panthers. Okay. I, I'll be shocked. I, I literally will be Same. If, it, if it is. It, it doesn't make days. sense with, you know, it doesn't make sense with the coaching situation. Yeah. Rule needs to win now. And I, you're not, I don't think you're going to do it with somebody like Willis. Not, not in 2022. No, you're not. Even with a Kenny Pickett or Sam Howell, I just don't see it right. either. I think that this is not the year that you draft a quarterback. New York with their second pick from Chicago at pick number seven. They are going with our guy. I like him with uh, Tibby, Kavion Thibodeau. Yep. And, yep. and I think it's a good pick for the Giants, man. I think that they need that speed. They need that force. And you know, uh, what's his name? Oziz or uh, Aziz. They drafted last year. He showed out from UGA. And I think if you team yep. up with a guy like Tibby, that defensive line starts to look a lot better, man. I agree. You know, you've got Leonard Williams in the middle there mm. that D tackle. You've got Blake Martinez coming back from his injury, you know, linebacker. So that defense is starting to come together if they're able to, you know, kind of really target that in the draft. And if they trade away, trade uh, James Bradbury away, like everyone's calling and saying, what do you want for this guy? They could get more yep. draft capital and then kind of round things out because that defense wasn't that bad. Everyone wants to say they were. They truly weren't. It was the offense that was putting them in the worst possible situations with Danny and they had a lot Pace. of injuries, lots of injuries. Yeah. Absolutely. So the Giants, you know, chill out just a little bit because your team isn't literally that bad, man. They're, they're still mm-hmm. a decent team. The Atlanta Falcons next, and I love this pick because I actually mocked him in one of mine, Garrett Wilson to the Atlanta Falcons, and this just makes too much sense for me uh, to to not to disagree with. I I like it. I mean, if the yeah, Falcons obviously need the receiver, you know, Julio's been gone for you know a couple seasons now. You obviously don't have Calvin Ridley for this year. You lost Russell Gage, so. I mean, your your wide receiver one right now is Kyle Pitts, you know, and he needs some help, that, man, and he needs some help. Or if you decide you want to take Cordell Patterson, get him out of running back and move him to receiver. But gross. We've seen Atlanta how that needs works some out. offense. Yeah, Atlanta we, needs some offense. We've seen how that works with Patterson at wide receiver. Not so much. Not so much. But I mean, even Garrett Wilson with uh, Marcus Mariota, I think, would do very, very well. Everyone's get on the Marcus Mariota bandwagon. I'm telling y'all. This is the year I'm going to I'm going to go all out. I'm in support because I loved what I saw in in Vegas. And I thought, you know, he deserved another chance. I'm so happy he got a chance to do it again. Watch out, man. Watch out for Marcus, because I think he still has got some skills in the tank. And I think he's learned a little bit more. Get those smarts and the intellect up. I think it's going to be good stuff. 
Next is the Seattle Seahawks from the Denver Broncos, and they're going for your golden boy, man, Derek Stingley. And and like we like we've said, man, he is one of the biggest freaks at the position we've seen in a long time. And I think that's a great a great move for them. I mean, outside of Jamal Adams, there's nothing in that secondary that really impresses me. I mean, the, Seattle was a team, you know, we're gonna say what five, six, seven years ago, they were the best secondary in the league with that Legion of Boom, you know. Mm. You had, I was, you see, Richard Sherman, Brandon Browner, Cam Chancellor, you know, I mean, Earl, Earl Thomas. Thomas, they had the best secondary we may ever see, you yeah. know? And I think that getting somebody like Derek Stingley Jr., who, yes, the injuries can be a little bit of a concern, but you put him with Jamal Adams and you're getting back to, you know, just not having teams just throw for 350, 400 yards a game on you. Absolutely. And that Liz Frank looked good at his pro day. He ran very good. well. So, I mean, you go turn on that freshman tape of Stingley and I'm telling you, your trouble rise and knock over tables, man. Like that's how good that freshman tape was for him. But New York Jets, man, with their second pick from the Seahawks, you, the consensus here's got of Jamison Williams going to the New York Jets. Why are they trying to hurt my feelings here? I was going to say, just again, yeah. another another great pick here. If they do end up going with Jamison Williams, not only do they, you know, they target the defense, then they target another need on offense. I mean, I, if if I were the GM of the Jets, I mean, this is how the only other person I would take at number ten if I wasn't taking a receiver like Jamison Williams would be Kyle, Kyle Hamilton, Hamilton yeah. safety out of Notre Dame. I mean, you start with sauce and Kyle Hamilton. Good, good God. golly. Good God, man. You would, you would change that secondary in, in the first round, in the first 10 picks legit. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. With sauce and Kyle, I think those guys would just absolutely change in like everything. Cause that defensive line wasn't bad. You got CJ Mosley back from injury, right? He played well. So man, oh man, that did, telling you Jets fan I might be a closet Jets fan coming up here pretty quick I'm telling y'all even though that's disgusting I just throw up in my mouth a little bit but Jamison Williams good guy you know Spike and and speaking of of Kyle Hamilton you know the very next pick here with the Washington the Washington Commanders (laughs) the commies taking taking the Notre Dame safety Kyle Hamilton which I mean Washington, they have so many different needs right now. I think, I think Hamilton, you just, at this point, you take best player available, right? If you're Washington, I, I get it. I, you, you know, with the commie pick, I just, uh, it, it, it's, it's one of those picks Where that would I would you go. Where would you go? I would go wide receiver because okay. I, I think right now you're at a point where you got the running back, you got Gibson, you got, you resigned uh, McKissick because he ditched on the bills. I'm glad. See you later. Peace out, buddy. But I you mean, have Carson Wentz, you got Carson Wentz now. And, and OK, Wentz is what he is, but he's comfortable playing uh, NFC East football. OK, he, that's where right. he was. He played his best ball. Yes. OK, fine. It was only what a one year stint in Indy. But I'm, I'm saying he knows the division, damn it. And, and what Washington really, truly requires is a running mate for Terry McLaurin. And this is the biggest problem is they are trying to find it. And I think Terry is your alpha guy, but you need somebody else that can either be a Drake London mismatch height appeal, George Pickens esque, or you go Traylon Burks type of deal where he's a mm-hmm. bigger 
wide receiver that can command the field and command those battles that you require because it's not I'm saying Terry can't do it. He just gets tired, man. And we've seen, you know, how many times in the games he'll he'll go off fantasy football wise, especially 25 points. And then the next week, it's seven. Then the next week, it's 21. Next week, it's nine. And it's because they game plan that way. The defenses do and say, fine, we saw it again last week. We're going to double the hell out of Terry. Good luck throwing at anyone else because you don't have anybody else. I think wide receiver is the better pick, but Kyle Hamilton would definitely help that defense. Yeah, I, I agree. And with Washington, again, they have a bunch of needs. You know, the defense is already fairly pretty good. You're going to get Chase Young back. You know, obviously right. you have Montez Sweat, um, Deron Payne. Like you have this really good front line. A little help with the back end could certainly help out. But it, yeah, I think somebody to help compliment McLaurin and help take the pressure off of him would certainly be, you know, another option. I do think Washington can target wide receiver in the second round. And that's fair. If, if that's the case, if they go and get somebody and they lock out and they get like, I don't know, argument's sake, Jahan Dotson, you know, George Pickens in the second round. I was going to say George Pickens. Yeah, yeah exactly. it's it's a, it's a steal. You're done. But uh, okay, fair enough. I'll, I'll, I'll accept that right now. Minnesota, next one on the clock is uh, Jermaine Johnson, the, the defensive end who has been getting a lot of, you know, Good press these last couple months, and it's been ever since the, the combine. His stock mm-hmm. has just continuously risen. I don't know. I, I don't want to sit here and say that I'm not sold on the man, but I mean, I, I really did want to see more. Here we got another Florida State individual where I'm I'm criticizing, and I might have to eat my words on. Yeah, I mean, I, I don't hate the pick. I think they do need edge rusher. I think that, you know, they definitely need the help, you know, on the defensive side of the ball there. Um I think there's some other areas that they could go in. If I were them, I probably would go after cornerback. But, you know, the the experts, their consensus is, nope, they need an edge rusher. And that's what that's what they say. And Johnson's going to be a good one. Like you said, Minnesota does need some help on that D-line, so I don't hate it. Excuse me. Now, next, we got the Houston Texans again with their pick from the Cleveland Browns. The Deshaun Watson trade. It's Charles Cross. So they're going to offensive tackles two, two offensive tackles wow man so that is what that's evan neal and that is charles cross going to protect davis mills the franchise which i mean i'm gonna be let's be quite honest here they're not taking two offensive tackles <laughs> with both of their first round picks okay right. like that's it's not it's not going to happen um if i'm houston i go after offensive tackle i think neil's a great pick at 13 you go i still think they go defense but I think they go secondary. I think you go after a cornerback. You take the best cornerback that is on your board, and that's who you go after if you're Houston. I wouldn't even hate a wide receiver here as well. I mean, yes, they re-signed Brandon Cooks. Yes, they got Nico Collins. Maybe I'll talk myself out of that. I think that maybe you're right. I think defense is the key, and you'll likely go get yourself a DB, potentially a linebacker. You know, Devin Lloyd is out there. Yeah, you know what? We're gonna save Devin Lloyd just a little bit later. Look at this. We're guy. not gonna. We're not gonna. We're not gonna give Houston that benefit. Look at look at this guy. He's being selfish. I think that's a little foreshadow for everybody right now. But the Baltimore Ravens with the next pick on the clock. What pick is that? Is number fourteen, and they're going 14. what? Trent McDuffie, defensive back from Washington. He's been picking up a lot of steam as well. He is yep. that rangy defensive back who's got a lot of athletic ability, some speed. I, I like them there too, even though the Ravens do have a very stacked secondary. I agree. They, they have a, a very good secondary. I like McDuffie quite a bit. Um, not my favorite cornerback, um, 
especially being the number three quarterback taken off the board. Right. Um, but I mean, Baltimore, maybe they obviously they have certain players that they value more so than others. These analysts also, you know, have guys they think are going to fit better. But um, yeah, if I'm Baltimore, again, Baltimore is a team that could probably use another receiver, but sure. there are so many teams that need receivers and there are only so many receivers in this draft. We're not going to see 12 receivers taken in the first round. Um, and Baltimore's always just been a defense first kind of team to begin with. So if it's not linebacker, I definitely see them going cornerback. So that's the thing that I'm saying. I think that they do need a linebacker. They need a running mate with uh, yeah. Patrick queen. And I think if you get Nicobe Dean here, I think if he gets to mm. here, I think he, I think he fits Baltimore's system like a madman and everything that they want to do. And if Nicobe doesn't get picked by Baltimore, then we could see the slide happen in this draft. Um, but I think if he if he's on the board, I think Baltimore will really have him ranked very high because could you imagine Nicobe Dean and Patrick Queen on the same freaking defense? You kidding me, man? Well, that's the thing. I mean, you have you have Queen play in the middle. You put Dean over on the weak side. I Good mean, just, God, that's that's dangerous. Good God, man. Good luck to all the quarterbacks playing the Ravens if that happens. But we got the Philadelphia Eagles with their plethora of picks now that they also did trade with the New Orleans Saints, so they messed up the whole board. Eagles right now with their first pick from Miami. Your uh, this consensus says Jordan Davis, and yep. I don't, I don't think I like it. I don't hate it because I mean I do think that they need to kind of beef up that you know that run defense. They do need to beef up that the middle of that defense there on the on the line, um, especially where they do have another you know pick and you know just three picks later so they can address another situation there. I, d I don't hate the pick because I do think with Jordan Davis, he can get after the quarterback. He can stuff the run. Like he's just a, an absolute animal. He's a beast. No question about it. I mean, he's going to be one of those guys that, you know, you know, what my only problem is with Jordan Davis is I wonder if he can actually play more than because yeah, I saw how many times he was gassed and that was kind of my only knock is like because he's such a big man and he played a lot no kidding I mean and I think that he's mm -hmm. going to do very well in the NFL but how many times will he have to be spelled because he's getting gassed will he be I guess it's just conditioning so maybe he can just fix that up anyway but we still got saw guys like Ted Washington he's kind of in that same category even right. though he's probably more athletic than Ted Washington ever was but I mean uh, I don't know it's it's an interesting pick I don't necessarily love it. I don't think Eagles fans will like it either. I think they want some either help for Jalen Hurts or get some defensive back help. That I mean, that's fair. And I think you know where they do have that that next pick at number eighteen. They're hoping that they're going to be able to address one of those needs. And heck, they could have addressed both if they didn't you know make that trade with New Orleans. It's true. I don't. I still don't understand why they made the trade outside of getting more pick. Actually, I do understand because they got more picks and they didn't need to burn three first. Right. But. Next, number 16 is the New Orleans Saints from Indianapolis through Philadelphia. You got my guy, Chris Olave. CO2 is what I'm calling this man. I think Olave, if you guys don't know from the scouting report, is I think he legit is the safest wide receiver in this class. He is going to be your day one plug and play option. He is going to turn out to be... You know, not only your PPR guy, but the ability to move him all over the line, versatility, slot outside, you know, trusted weapon, touchdown machine, Chris Olave for president at this point for me, man. And that's what the Saints need. The Saints need another receiver, you know, to especially with, you know, the drama has been going on with Michael Thomas, you know, whether he's been injured or hasn't been injured, he just doesn't really want to play for the team mm. still under contract, but New Orleans does need that secondary receiver and 
Olave is a perfect fit for that offense. Absolutely perfect, man. If Slant Boy comes back and he wants to play ball, now you got a deep threat and you got a Slant Boy, so it's good. You just need your quarterback. Los yep. Angeles Chargers at number 17. They go offensive tackle, pinning. And this is glorious pick for the Chargers, man. You know, if yeah. you're if you're an L.A. Chargers fan, like I'm pumping up the New York Jets, these Chargers, I they're, I think the division is theirs, dude. I, I literally, outside of injuries and them, you know, getting in their own way, I think they're going to win this division. I mean, they made all the moves in free agency that they needed to, you know, for the defense, you know. Now they just need to protect their franchise quarterback, and I think Penning is the great pick here. And if you guys didn't see Penning, go watch his highlights alone from the Senior Bowl, and you will see he was getting under the skin of every edge rusher. Man, he was a bully of a man against the best on best. He is he is definitely one to covet. Eagles at number eighteen from New Orleans, Drake London, wide receiver. And I don't hate it. I mean, you're you're more of a fan of Drake than I am at this point. I still like Drake's game a lot. Don't get me wrong, but I do agree with this pick because I think that, you know, they need the cooperation between, you know, big body wide receiver. And you got it with uh, Smith on the other end for explosive type plays. I was just going to say that you want that, you know, kind of like that thunder and lightning aspects, you know, from receivers speed of Devontae Smith that big physical bully kind of a, a player from Drake London. I, I love this pick for the Eagles. I think it's a great pick. Absolutely. 19, the new Orleans saints from the Eagles and they go, why Wyatt? excuse me, defensive tackle from UGA. I love this pick too, man. I think Wyatt is one of these guys that is flying a little bit under the radar. Could be, he could even go higher than top 20 in my opinion. I think he could. I mean, I wouldn't be upset with him going above Jordan Davis, you know, be like sure. you said with the endurance issues, you know, why it is just is so athletic. He's able to stay on the field and the saints really do want to shore up that run defense. Yeah. When they lost buddy to the, to the Bengals, it was Hendrickson or uh, was that his last name? I can't remember his last name. Oh yeah. 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 Hendrickson. Trey Hendrickson. Hendrickson. Yeah. When he, when yep. he went to Cincinnati, I mean, it completely left a hole on that defense for new Orleans. Why it would be a good fill in number 20 Pittsburgh. You got, or the consensus got, I keep saying you got Kenny Pickett, man, staying in Pittsburgh playing with the Steelers. I, I like it. I think it's a good move for Pittsburgh. I agree. I've so I've seen Pittsburgh and Carolina kind of trade players here, whether it's Malik Willis to one and Kenny Pickett to the other, you know, the Steelers are going to want a quarterback that's going to be able to come in, play right away, especially if they don't think that Mitchie Biscuits is that guy. Mm. You know, they have someone like Kenny Pickett right there, ready to kind of pick up. And I love it. If, if Mitchie does start the year, say they give him a leash of six games, let's just say good, mm -hmm. bad, indifferent. And, and right. Kenny, Kenny Pickett sitting there on the bench waiting to play. All he would really require at that point is just the understanding of the pro game, the, the offensive system and, you know, the timing. And I think Kenny can do it, man. I, 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 a lot of people hating on Kenny all of a sudden. And a lot of it is predicated from the small hands. And then, you know, I see a lot of people on the Twitter sphere, man. They're talking all that shit. Remember when we did the scouting report, we're talking about Addison being the, the wide receiver in pit, uh, you know, helping him mm -hmm. along the way. And, and that's the reason why Pickett succeeded so much. And they're using that as the, while I put that down as a con for Kenny Pickett, you did too. We were, you know, they're using this as the entire example to say, this is why Kenny succeeded last year. 42 uh, touchdown passes, even though Addison only caught 17 of them. But I mean, come on, man. You guys got to take a little bit of both, man. Addison's game did improve and so did Kenny Pickett's game. So I don't know what everybody's seeing. I, I like Kenny Pickett to Pittsburgh. 
I, I like it as well. I think it's a really nice fit. You know, even if, if Trubisky does play the entire year, sure. Pickett has a, a year to sit, learn the game, you know, kind of catch up to the speed. And then we see him full-time 2023, but yeah, they do need their, their franchise quarterback. And I think Trubisky is more of like that gap guy for them. Yeah. He's like Tyrod Taylor at this point, unless he just turns the corner and does something we don't know. Yeah. Number 21, the new England Patriots. We can move on from this one. We don't need to talk about this one at all. Let's go. (laughs) This bastard. You rigged this man, Devin Lloyd to your guys. I, you know, I totally, I totally did not manually adjust anyone's draft. I want an sure investigation. <laughs> Devin Lloyd to the Patriots. I mean, yes, the Patriots would definitely need a wide receiver. All right, let's be honest. They could also get that wide receiver maybe in round two. They might have to trade up. So I wouldn't be surprised if New England went receiver here because I don't know what kind of talent they'd be able to get in round two. They definitely could get an edge rusher in round two right. um, with their pick. But Devin Lloyd at linebacker from Utah, they need a linebacker that can actually play in coverage. They haven't had a linebacker like that in good. I mean, who, who knows how long, maybe Ger- since Ger- Teddy Bruschi, Gerard, Mayo. you know, right. Like can actually play. I mean, yes, they could also use an edge rusher because they did end up losing uh, chase Winovich in a trade. Right. right. Devin Lloyd can do both. He can cover. He can rush the passer. He's so versatile that he's somebody that Bill Belichick would just salivate over coaching. He is the prototypical linebacker one in this draft. 100% Devin Lloyd is a fan favorite of mine. I do not want to see it to the New England Patriots at all. But I mean, let's not kid ourselves. You guys are not drafting a wide receiver in the first round. I don't care who you are nope. because you nope. just can't do it. You, you, you have a better shot at scoring some, you know, massages and, and you know, happy endings. I mean, no, we, we, we very well, we very well could draft a wide receiver in the first round. It won't be any of the receivers that we currently talk about in this first round right it'll be it'll be a wide receiver that probably should have been drafted in like round five it'll be Wandale robinson man the, the day two God. day three pick that's what you guys will be. yeah exactly Devin lloyd look at this man. i want an investigation where's the commissioner when i need him commish you know come he over here man to, he happened to fall into our laps i disagree i think this is rigged 22 green bay from las vegas they trade Devonte for this pick and they go Christian Watson with the consensus. And that's a little high for me, even though I agree, even though I'm a big fan of Watson, I think he's going to do a lot of damage in this league. That's high, man, at 22. That's a little bit crack smoke. It is. And some of the analysts that I got the mock drafts from had some, a couple of them had Watson even higher than wow. 22. Wow. I thought that was very surprising. Wow. What are these guys smoking out there, man? See? Who's the pros and who's the Joes, Chris? I think they have it mixed up. Where are the pros? They're the Joes. This is a this is fact. You know, Chouse and I are going to come out with our own combined consensus mock draft, and we'll show you exactly how the first round should play. How it should be done. I like it. I think, think that would be a great show. Arizona at 23. They're going Traylon Burks. And, I mean, you can't hate this whatsoever. You know, Kyler needs more weapons. And as much as I'm a fan of Burks and wouldn't hate him to see him in Buffalo, I think, you know, Burks gives them a dynamic 
that you really can't coach and teach and scheme against because Traylon can literally play inside outside. You put a 6'3", 220-pound slot presence in there, and then on top of that, you start using Rondale Moore as your, like, Debo Samuel. Good luck if this is Kingsbury. I'm I'm saying that he's got to do it this way. If Kingsbury screws that up, get him out the damn door because if you give me Traylon Burks with Rondale Moore, D-Hop, and Kyler Murray, I'll win you a damn Super Bowl, baby. Yeah, if you mess up Traylon Burks the way that you did Rondell Moore, you're done. You're fired. (laughs) You're done. You're fired is right. Uh, Who we got next? The Dallas Cowboys going with inside offensive lineman Kenyon Green. And I mean, that's high for me, too. And I get it. I know Dallas needs offensive line help, Chris, but that's high. It is high. It's high for a guard, you know, so you could swap over to center. But I, I understand why, because, yes, this is a team that had easily the best offensive line on the planet for years. And that offensive line has either started to retire, get decimated with injuries. So they do need to start building that back up. I probably would rather see them trade up in order to do that, you know, or or at least address the tackle situation. But yeah, I think it's a little bit, and I like green. Don't get me wrong, but I do. He's a great player. I think it's a little bit higher to go after an interior offensive lineman. Yeah, he, he's a great player. Don't get me wrong. I just at 24 and Dallas of recent memory, man, they're going for best player available in all these drafts. I mean, scoring yourselves a little CD lamb at 17, followed with Mika Parsons at number 10. And you got it's, two. It's kind of like what the what the Giants did for years under Jerry Reese as the GM. Right. It was never about positional need. It was always just best player available. That's right. Oh, we already have. We already have a stud at that position doesn't matter we're going to take this, this guy too because he's that's just the right. best available. he's just the best player and i think uh, you know depending we'll see man i mean dallas could buck that trend this year but i think that uh, you know you need some protection for dag prescott now we got my buffalo bills at number 20 moving on to number 26 the tennessee titans buffalo bills are on the clock bills mafia you son of a bitch but hey man you know andrew booth has got the consensus here and i've seen a lot of this as well and i like I, that for you guys so do i and and i'm a big booth fan i think that he a little bit raw if you want to talk about it, but I mean, they said the same shit about Trey White as well, and it rounded out very quickly. And the way that Andrew Booth's game is, where he's extremely athletic, he's got the speed, and what I love about his game is he's not afraid to challenge uh, the running backs or wide receivers in the tackling game. And I think that's actually to his benefit. It's almost like a guy we had, Antoine Winfield, if you remember back in the day, where he was a, he was a oh, yeah. smaller, smaller dude, but he was going after everybody in the tackling machine. So, I, I mean, I like it. I think if Booth is on the board, I would love to see N'Kobe Dean in a Bills uniform as well. Don't get me wrong. But Andrew Booth of Buffalo, I would not hate. No, I think it's, I think it's a fine pick. I think he's probably the next best, um, you know, available, you know, cornerback for you guys. One thing I like about him though, I mean, great closing speed. Like, you know, when he's, even when he has that separation between he and the receiver, he's able to really, you know, just come back and make up that play. Great toughness, you know, and we talked about this in the scouting report, you know, doesn't really hesitate when it comes to when actually making a tackle right he doesn't second guess himself he just attacks the play and he has phenomenal ball skills oh just unbelievable and when you see that one highlight he made for that interception it looked like he jumped from like 15 yards away and it was it flying. was like he was a, 
It's like he was in the Matrix. <laughs> yeah, man, he was flying through the air at slow-mo, and you're like, holy shit, how did this man do that? But Andrew Booth is definitely one. I do like his game. I think as a DB2 in Buffalo would be phenomenal. Next is Tennessee at 26, man. George Karlaftis, edge rusher from Purdue. He's a good one. I didn't expect him to drop this far, especially in these mock drafts. And when we talk about a guy like uh, Jordan Davis going to L.A., I think that's kind of where I would like to see the swip because, uh, flip because I, I like Carl Avdis a lot more than uh, Jordan Davis. Even though Jordan Davis is there for the run defense, I completely understand. But, I mean, you know, it is what it is. Yeah, I've seen I've seen uh, Carol Avdis kind of up and down. Like, I have saw some people had him in the top 15. One guy didn't even have him in the first round. So I think he's kind of like a wild card because he is that next best edge rusher in this draft. But it's kind of like, okay, well, how high do we really go and take him? You know, but I do think for Tennessee, they do absolutely need that. They have Jeffrey Simmons that can, you know, create havoc, you know, in the backfield for the for that defense. But they need someone else that can also kind of complement that. Agreed. And I think, you know, leaving Harold Landry to fend for himself, even though Bud Dupree was dealing with injuries again, Tennessee really requires his defense, especially in an AFC where, you know, you're going to be fighting for points. And can Ryan Tannehill literally put up 35 to 40 each and every week, depending on who you're playing? Right. So I don't hate it. Build up the defense. I, I don't hate it whatsoever. 27, Tampa Bay, man. You got Elam, defensive back from Florida. And, I mean, we were talking about this before the show, saying, you know, we got so many of these guys, you know, not having Elam in the first round. Some do. He's kind of – he's that wild card for me on the defensive back where he's he's got the size, he's got the rangy ability. Speed is there as well. Is his game fully rounded for me to believe he's a first-round commodity? I'm still kind of indifferent. I think he's definitely a little bit more of a work in progress, you know, for me. Um, so probably not first round talent, but Tampa Bay does need to address that secondary. Mm. It just sucks that they're, you know, um, I mean, a cornerback, I think they're, they could have gone with McCreary, you know, instead of Elam, I think, or they could have gone with a Daxon Hill who plays safety, but could also play some nickel. Mm-hmm. Um, there are a couple of other options that they could have gone through Tampa Bay Hell, They also could have just traded out of the first round, get another second round pick get the cornerback they want, just keep building their, those draft picks. And it's crazy that we see McCurry falling out and his chatter go down a lot in this entire. I like dra- McCreary. So do I. I think he's reminiscent of a Trey White type of deal, like a guy that's not overly coveted, but he's going to turn into a very good shutdown corner in the league, man. Just put on that Auburn tape and you're going to see what I'm talking about. But Elam, yep. okay, whatever. You can't hate it. Green Bay, number 28 with their second pick in this draft. They went with Watson, and then they're going to go with Jahan Dotson. Um, I think it should be flipped. Jahan should be first, and Watson should be second. Uh, 100% yes, but I also don't hate the fact that if they end up going with two wide receivers in the first round because, sure. I mean, that's what they should have done instead of Jordan Love was take a wide receiver. But, you know, you know, I love me some Dotson. I mean, phenomenal hands. He had two drops last season, you know, um, great at high point of the ball, you know, going up and just snagging that, you know, that 50, 50, you know, pass from, from his quarterback, uh, super versatile can be used all over the field, can be used in special teams, mm. can do a little bit of everything. Jahan Dotson is a fan favorite of mine as well. And I comped him to a uh, scary Terry McLaurin because it's, it's almost clone work of each other, man. The way, and I think even Jahan has a uh, better hops where he goes up and climbs that ladder to go and get the ball. Um, I think in Green Bay with a guy like Aaron Rodgers, who he doesn't trust his wide receivers to be rookies and drop the ball. 
Good God, Jahan Dotson would change that narrative very quickly in Green Bay, man. Kansas City at number 29 from the San Francisco 49ers through the Miami Dolphins. They got Daxton Hill, safety from Michigan. I think this is a little high as well, but you said it perfectly. He's kind of that Swiss Army knife, can play safety, Mm -hmm. can play nickel. Yeah, exactly. I mean, they can move him around if they need to. Um, But I do think that Kansas City needs to address that secondary because they have a good pass rush. You know, the linebacker situation is okay. So I think for them, it's it's really about just targeting that secondary. And again, they could go with the McCreary here, but I think Daxon Hills is a fine pick. Absolutely. You go ahead and say the next guy's name because I always uh, botch this man's name. All right, cool, because I'm also going to botch this. <laughs> also, the Kansas City Chiefs are picking with the number 30th pick. They are going to take edge rusher out of Minnesota. We're going to go with Boye Mafe. Did I say that right? I believe you did. Well done, sir. Let's go. Let's go, because I would have been like, Boy Mafe. And yeah, everyone would have said, Chris, you don't know what the hell you're talking about. And if I'm Kansas City, you could go two different ways with these with a 29 and the 30 pick. Right. You could you can go secondary edge rusher or i would say don't worry so much about the secondary get yourself a receiver and then yes. go edge rusher i think the mafe pick here is is a fine pick because you do need an edge rusher you need another person to get after the quarterback uh so i'm i'm more than okay with this pick here yeah the mafe pick is good i don't dislike his game i think he's great value especially at the end of the first round but i would even love if the if the Kansas City Chiefs have it and say Jahan falls to the Chiefs. I think Jahan is the Kansas City Chief uh, through and through. I think, yeah, I think that Andy Reid will, you know, jump off his chair with eight hamburgers in his mouth, uh, that excited if Jahan Dotson falls to him, and then potentially maybe they go defensive back or they go Mafe as well. I think it's a it, they got ability to do some damage on this board at the back end, man, and. Damn those Kansas City Chiefs, man. But 31, the Cincinnati Bengals, they go Tyler Linderbaum inside uh, offensive lineman. Center is basically where he's home. Yep. And exactly. I love this man. If if you guys mm-hmm. don't have any love for a center who is legit this good, I'll, I'll give you an example. Lin- Linderbaum is going to be your day one plug and play guy, and he'll likely injuries aside, knock on wood. He'll likely play 12 to 14 years in this league at an extremely high level. So if your team needs a center and Cincinnati, you need offensive line help because of Joe Burrow. You guys helped it out in the free agent market and stack that line. Go and do yourself the good services of getting your captain, as Chris even said it, on the offensive line at center in Linderbaum. And you will be laughing. And that's exactly what Kansas City did last year when they drafted Creed Humphrey as their center, Mm. immediate, immediate impact player, day one starter. I mean, just an absolute stud, stud, stud. And you can't it's like talking about kickers, centers and kickers, man. It's not sexy. But hey, man, safe ain't sexy. And I'm telling y'all, in this case, safe is sexy because Linderbaum is a sexy animal on that line. And I'm telling y'all, you guys will love it. But it's true. Lind- 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 Linderbaum is the prophylactic of offensive linemen. <laughs> about pro- as safe as you can get. Prophylactics of offensive linemen. I think that's a new t-shirt as well. Well done. Finishing off the first round, we got the Detroit Lions from the LA Rams. And this one has Desmond Ritter. And I actually love it to death. I do too. I mean, because you have Jared Goff under contract for another couple of years. Gives Ritter, who I think is 
I don't I don't want to say he's as much of a raw product as someone like Malik Willis. Sure. I think, Malik, you know, but I think that he's definitely someone that can learn, you know, can can be more useful to be, you know, to be under a veteran quarterback for a year or so, because there are some some things about his game that I want to see improved. And a lot of that just has to do with coaching. It's going to have to do with experience, you know, at the NFL level. But the kid has just I mean, when you watch his film, not just the highlights, but you watch the actual game film. Mm. He does some special things. I mean, great speed. RPOs are phenomenal. Don't get me wrong. The way that he can fit the ball into tight spaces, you mm. know, I mean, like the touch just throwing it over the linebackers and just dropping it on a dime is absolutely phenomenal. Not a super strong arm, but he's got phenomenal zip to it. You know, and I love that you said that because what is the Detroit Lions offense currently how is how is it constructed? I should say, and that is with a guy. Everyone now, runs slants, correct? And they're <laughs> over the middle. You got Hawkinson over the middle. You got uh, Amon Ra. He was starting to pick it up over the middle. Yeah. You got you got a guy like uh, DeAndre Swift who's doing the 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 triangle route going over the middle. This is. Uh, Desmond Ritter's forte, hundred percent. He will hit every single. You give all the negatives you want on Desmond Ritter's game, where he succeeds the most is over the middle between that fifteen yep. to twenty-five yard line. And if you build this offense around it, yeah, okay, fine. You want your QB to do the deep shot from here, here, and there, time to time. But what is Jared Goff, man? Does Jared Goff have the strongest arm in the world? No, and he was still able to put up crazy stats in LA when he was there. Not saying Detroit's LA. But Desmond Ritter to Detroit, I think, would be something that all Detroit fans could literally get behind after they see him play a little bit. I agree. And there were some, you know, mocks that had the had Detroit going, you know, uh, defense here. But I think I think Ritter and finding your next future, you know, your franchise quarterback. That's the way to go right here. I get it because they got a lot to rebuild. But that's an interesting mock, man. I mean, the consensus You know, they they try and they 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 swing and they miss more than we do. But hey, we're not going to toot our own horns any more than we already have today. But I got a game. You want to play a game before we finish this out? Because always the you know what I'm saying? This is the best yeah. part. Let's play some games, baby. And this is are you in or are you out? And it's not sexual, whatever, um, in or out. But, you know, hey, we'll just throw it out there. It's fantasy. I don't know if you're like talking about my couch or something like, you know, because <laughs> You're going to get us banned with a couch because couches pull out, but I don't. Yeah. (laughs) I don't know who you are anymore, man. Shit. But hey, you know, in or out, man. 2022 fantasy football season. Are you in or are you out? We don't need a lot of explanation rationale. You can say it how you please. But number one, quarterbacks, let's go. Matt Ryan, in or out? Matt Ryan, I am. I'm out. Even on indie, like I don't mind the situation, but for him, yeah, I'm 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 good. I'd much rather have like fifteen other people. Okay, fair enough. And I think I'm kind of out as well. I, I depending on how my draft board falls, but I mean, I'm like, you really out. want him as your QB? One, I though? don't. I really don't. I think he has seen better days. Even though I, it, it depends. If if he, this is what makes this conversation so good, because if they draft a wide receiver who can play, you know day one, then maybe my opinion changes. But yeah, I'm, I'm can I give you, can I give you some like options of like, would you rather? Okay. Matt Ryan, Carson Wentz, Ryan Tannehill. See, I got Tannehill and Wentz on this list as well. See, you're oh, messing okay. shit up, man. <laughs> Just wait, man. God, this is the game. You're messing shit up, man. 
Next one is Tom. No, Brady. just it just it just shows that we're one mind. That's hey, all we it are. Is. It's it's always one mind, man. Tom Brady, you in or out, man? Uh oh, I'm I'm in. I'm yeah. in too. Yeah, I'm in too. He showed more than enough, even though he said, you know, age is creeping up. I didn't like the lack of confidence, but he's doing TikToks. He's becoming very likable, and I don't like him for that. Do you know that? Like, the, did you see his last uh, Instagram TikTok? Oh yeah, you, you you know what it was? All he had to do was leave New England. <laughs> it's unreal, man. It's unreal what that does. To a tag of a loa in or out. Uh, you know what? I'm I'm in. I'd be okay if I just completely decide to punt the quarterback position. Like, yeah, I'm in. I'm in too. I think that you know what? He's got a lot to prove. It's a high risk, high reward, and I get it. Okay, it's still end of April, so take this with a grain of salt because everything is going to change. But as of we sit today, I'm in on two as well. Ryan Tannehill, in or out? Uh, I'm out. Dude, From a I, fantasy I'm, perspective, I'm, I'm out. I'm done with Ryan, too. I can't handle yeah. it. Carson Wentz, man. In or out? Uh, see ya. Nope. <laughs> Punting Carson Wentz, this poor bastard. Yeah. No. I'm, I'm undecided. I don't even have it, man. I, I kind of want to be in, but I don't. So, I mean, I don't know. Marcus Mariota. Uh, n- no, I'm out. <laughs> I so badly want to be in. That's why I put I, I know you said. I know you asked that question oh. just because you have such a soft spot for I him. I do. I'm, I don't know what it is. What did you do? Who's to he going to throw to? I don't know himself. Maybe. <laughs> I mean, he could pull a little Bo Jackson. I don't he, know. He can't give Kyle Pitts 200 targets. Shit, man. Maybe he can. I don't know what he's going to do. Maybe. <laughs> Frick, man. Just get Marcus some talent because I believe he's good. Running backs, man. Let's go. Antonio Gibby Gibson. Um, crap. I'm probably going to say I'm I'm probably going to say I'm out, but if he, if he's my RB two, then yeah, I'm fine. Okay. But he's not going to be, he's not as an RB one. No, I agree. I'm with you on that one. I think his ADP yeah. is going to be too high for my liking. David Montgomery in or out, man. Oh, I'm in PPR garbage time. Look at this guy. Look, it was like salivating off his chin. Wipe your chin, dude. dude. I Wipe can't your wait. Chin. Can't wait for all that garbage time. Shit, man. Glorious. It's like an explosion on the chin over there. Take it easy, man. Travis Etienne, my boy, man. What are we doing with Etienne? Etienne, I'm in. I'm in too. I'm, I'm, I'm in. Too. Yeah, I'm in. Too. Yeah. You don't get explosive running backs like Etienne like this. And I think that the way I get it, it's coach Doug uh, Peterson. But I mean, Etienne's going to be a special, special talent. James Robinson, his teammate. What are we doing with this fool? Uh, nah, now nah, I'm good. I'm out too. I can't handle it right now. Miles Sanders. I think, I, I, again, it, with Robinson, it depends on ADP. Sure, you know? it does. I get it. Like if if Robinson's there in like the thirteenth round, yeah, I'm probably going to take a chance on him. Fair enough. And it, it's yeah. going to always be dictated by value. But I'm just saying, I mean, it is what it is. Miles Sanders, our boy. We've we've grown to you know we were in love, man crush, hardcore, and then it came to like, dude, we're divorced. We can't even talk to Miles you. Sanders now is like the Darren McFadden oh, of like fantasy past. God. Like that's how much he has just hurt me. Yeah. And I can't do it anymore. Miles, oh. I, we, we got to break up. Wow. I'm sorry. Wow. It's not, it's not, it's not you. No, you know what? It's not me. It's you. That's exactly what it is. We're, we're witnessing like Will Smith and Jada Pinkett break up right here, man. This is how it goes. Yeah, except I should like run up and like slap Doug Peterson across the face for what he did. Miles, man, why, dude? We love you so much. And I don't I'm undecided mm. on this one, too. I, I want to be in. Let me just say it that way. I really do want to be in one last time. CEH, what are we doing with him this year? Nope. I'm out, too. Don't like it. Yep. What about his teammate now, Rojo? 
uh, double nope. <laughs> double nope. <laughs> Someone's got to carry the rock, man. Yeah, but I just I don't I don't I don't trust either of them. I don't trust either of them to get. I don't trust CEH to stay healthy, number one. Mm. And I don't trust Rojo to get enough of a workload to make it really matter as much. You Fair know? enough. Fair like, enough. Like I'm, sure I'm, I'm out too. Sure, he'd be like a, maybe a bye week fill-in. But he's not going to see. He's not. I'm not going to throw him in the flex. No, fair enough. I'm out, too. I can't handle it. But here we go. Wide receivers. Grown ass man. A.J. Brown. What are we doing all day? Every day. <laughs> let's go. He's going to turn into a McFadden on you, too. I'm telling you, man. You know what? That's OK. He can break my heart as much as he wants. Wow. And he'll well, just if, if it happens two more seasons, then I'm going to have to <laughs> just move on. But. <laughs> Two more. I'm giving him a two-year window. <laughs> Holy shit, man. You're a very patient individual because he's only 24 years old. I'm teetering, man. The injuries, man. This man, the way he plays, yeah. the way this man plays is too hard to trust at this point for his ADP. I'm I don't want to say I'm out on the talent. I'm just out because you're just too damn inconsistent for me, AJ. So he would not be your wide receiver one. On no, your team. he definitely would not. Be. Okay. No, All right. I, I can't do it. As of today, I cannot do it. DeAndre Hopkins. Um. Yeah, yeah, I'm still in. Me too. Me yeah. too. I'm in. I think that you know last I'm season was a to one-off. not being in, but yeah, 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 yeah. It's it's very close, but I think last year was a one-off. So I, I think he, I, I think he still has got two good years left. DK Metcalf. What are we doing with this guy with no quarterback? Oh, because we saw what happened when Geno Smith was his quarterback when yes. Russ was injured with that finger. Yes, and DK just like pulled the disappearing act yes. for the most part. Yeah. So if DK was my wide receiver two, I'd be okay with it. Not my wide receiver one. I can't even do wide receiver two as we sit today. That's how sad it's gotten for me. That's that. That's, that's bad. It's bad. I I'm drew lock. I can't man. I just, I can't do it. I've seen enough. I, I can't see no more. I would be willing to, to, I like to gamble, so I would I would take a gamble. On I it. can't. I'm more safe, man. Slant boy, Michael Thomas. What are we doing with this mother, man? Because I'm so confused. I'm going to say yes. I'm going to say yes, I'm in because we know the talent. We know what he can do. Uh, right now, his current ADP is middle of the fifth round. Yeah. I'm okay with that. Me too. Yeah. Based on the, if, if Jameis is the guy. I'm okay with it. Slant boy will have a resurgence of slanty goodness. Scary Terry McLaurin. What are we doing with this mofo? Yeah, I mean, I the talent is just it, it's top five talent in the league from what he can do. You yes. know, it's just the inconsistencies are a concern, but I, I, I can't quit him. I, I can't, can't do it. I can't quit him. He's he's my AJ Brown in that sense. I will right. ride. I will ride the wave of inconsistency but you know what if they draft themselves a wide receiver and Carson Wentz is he's not as turnover prone as everyone thinks he is man so right. I think he can at least feed him the ball hey Rob what are we doing with Robinson now in LA because I'm starting to you know, oh oh all, I, I want all of the a Rob me too. all of the Allen Robinson <laughs> all of the a Rob see t-shirts all day long we're making all of a Rob all of the a Rob Juju, what are we doing with Juju's ass? Because I think I'm out, yeah. man. You're no, in? I'm I'm in. Wow. I'm in. Absolutely. Wow. I don't know if I'm in yet. I just I'm teetering. I'm teetering. I'm okay. on the fence. I'm kind of falling into the neighbor's yard right now. That's kind of where it's going. They're, they're gonna call the police on me too. What about Russell Gage? What are we doing with him? Um, 
Yeah, I mean, I, I think Russell Gage is fine as a, I don't know, like a like a, a bye week fill in, like maybe no. throw him into the into the flex. No, but he's he's going he's going in the ninth round right now, and I don't think I don't think I, I want him high. in the ninth round. It's high, you know, I, I it's high. I get it, but based on value to return on investment, I think with Godwin out and going to be rehabbing for most of the year, I think you're going to get a good solid twelve weeks with Tom Brady. So maybe then what you do is you take Russell Gage and then you flip him at the trade deadline. Correct. Maximize the value on Russell for Gage. Chris Godwin or for <laughs> <laughs> I'm in on Gage. I, I think that going to right. Tampa Bay was good. You know All why? Right. You know why as well? Your boy backed him. Tom Brady was like, I want Russell Gage on this team. And that's enough for me. Uh, OK, I, I'm in. I <laughs> see how easy it is. Tom Brady said that you should give me a hundred thousand dollars. Yeah, Tom Brady can go fuck himself. <laughs> <laughs> How quick that changes. Hollywood Brown. What are we doing with Hollywood? Um, no. Yeah, I'm out too. I mean, one of the more boomer bust players, like, yeah, he might help you win a week or two, but he's also not going to, you know, for someone that is being drafted, you know, as high as, as high as he is pretty much. I mean, he's going in the early sixth round. No, nah, yeah, okay. I can't. I can't do it either right now. As of today, I cannot do it. Things could change, like I said. But let's finish tight ends, man. Kyle Pitts in or out? Oh, absolutely in. Yeah, he's in because he's got no other person to take the targets from. But he's going to be, you know, quadruple team. So take it with that grain of salt because you're going to get, you know, a lot of inconsistency. Yeah, but he's got he's got the savior, Marcus Mariota. Mariota, you know what I'm talking. Don't mock me, you son of a bitch. I really was. Yeah. Do not mock me. I did There's not appreciate sarcasm in that. I did not appreciate that. That one hurt a little bit. Mike Gusecki, your other boy. I love me some Gusecki, but they got too yeah many, too I, many weapons now. Yeah, but you know what? That's okay. It means that you know he'll get more open opportunities in the red zone. So you're thinking he's going to be Dawson Knox, is what you're saying? I mean. Dawson Knox could be like Mike Isecki if you want it to be. Stop it. I don't like <laughs> you right now, man. We're going to have a divorce in a second. Robert Tanyan in or out because you were out a couple weeks ago. He's out still. Nope. Wow. Yep. I'm in. Yep. I'm in, baby. Let's go. All the shares of Tanyan we can get. He can get your tight end in the last round and have eight touchdowns. I'm good with it. Uh, I know. I mean, and his ADP is not bad. He's going like the 12th round. So not, yep. not bad at all. Don't get me wrong. Yep. Um, I would probably injury if I were, aside, if I were drafting if I were drafting two tight ends I would yes I would take Tunyon as my my second tight end you know and go from there okay fair enough I still like Tunyon as a flyer injury aside if he comes back healthy in camp then I'm good Evan Ingram no not a chance in hell whoa you I, you could pay me I probably still wouldn't take him whoa I, you know I'm starting to turn a corner man this is shocking why I I don't know it's something in my gut I've never heard me. you say anything positive I, about the guy. I have I have never said anything positive about Evan Ingram and all of a sudden it's like hey you know Trevor Lawrence really missed that outlet to get him some goodness and I think Evan Ingram could be that guy yeah and Evan Ingram the only thing that he misses was actually like catching passes because he couldn't <laughs> do it ah, this hurts man last one Hayden Hurst in Cincinnati Hayden Hurst, I'm I'm gonna say I'm in. I like I'm it. In. I know there are a lot. I know there are a lot of weapons, but he's going in the 17th round. Yes. Like, I, yeah, he could be my last pick of the draft. I don't care. Do you guys remember Tyler Eifert and how he caught touchdowns? That's all he did. Yep. This could be Hayden Hurst as well, man. I'm telling y'all, red zone threat appeal week to week matchup play. Hayden Hurst has got glory written all over. Yeah, I'm 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 about it. About it because that's all we got for today, and that was you know. 
Who says the off season doesn't have content, man? I'm telling you, this is this is one of the more like full shows that we've had. So to hell with all y'all that say there ain't no content because we got it, baby. Mm-hmm. I like it. Let's close this one out anyway, man. So on that note, that is the show. Thanks so much for tuning in to all listeners. Thank you for all the support. And we'll see you next time. Stay safe and be kind to each other. I'm out.